Okay, good evening, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I'd like to welcome all of our Torah Anytime viewers. Tonight's year is sponsored by um, a number of very generous individuals. Firstly, by Mishpachas, uh, Batakov, and Shaulav, in memory of their grandmother that passed away uh, yesterday, Leah Luba Basbisya. And uh, the, the shir should be as chus li'ili nishmasa, and she should be a melitza yishar for her whole mishpacha, for simcha sanachas adbi yaskayot tzedek. Also, the shir is being sponsored by Rev Boaz Ben-Ari, by Rev Oren Shelley, by Rev Stephen Weissman, by Rev Yitzi Lisker, and by Rev Erez Agaya. So we're mavarich all of the sponsors. They should be uh, the Bansham should bless them with good health. Parnas Barevach, Bimali Hashem Komashaz Libcham Latoiva. Okay, Parshas Noyach. Ribansham comes to Noyach, and Ribansham tells Noyach, listen, I want you to come, I want you to go ahead and take save the world. You have to save all of the animals, but not all right, not all animals are created equal. Right? We know that. Not all animals are created equal. So therefore, Hashem tells Nayach, I want you to go to the kosher animals. You take seven pairs of kosher animals and two non-kosher animals. The Pasuk says, Mikal ha-behema ha-tahayra, tikach l'cha shiva shiva ish ve-ishtay, umin ha-behema shaloi tahayra hi shnayim ish ve-ishtay. So here's the question. How is Nayach supposed to know which animals are kosher, which animals are not kosher? <coughs> How's he supposed to know? Right? It's not like he had a Jewish grandmother. How's, how's Nayach supposed to know which animals are kosher? So Rashi immediately tells us. Rashi is quote number two. It means the animals that are destined to be kosher. Ah, so what do we see from here? Lamadnu shelamad Nayach Taira. We learn from here that Noyach learned Torah. You know, what else did he do in his spare time besides building the ark? Noyach learned Torah. Okay, beautiful. What's the problem? The problem is that Noyach was a Noyach. He was a Ben Noyach. Ein l'cha Ben Noyach, g'day l'mi Noyach. Right, we know how, what do you call a guy? A guy is called a Ben Noyach. And a guy is not allowed to learn Torah. In fact, for a guy to learn Torah is considered such a severe prohibition that a guy who learns Torah is actually Chayiv Misa, liable to the death penalty, right? You see a guy in the back of, you know, some room somewhere, huddled up with the art scroll Croesus, yeah? He's learning about what he's, you know, what he's responsible, what he's liable for. He, he's Chayiv Misa. The Gemara tells us in Masechta Sanhedrin, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Oyved Koychavim Sha'oysek V'Tayra Chayiv Misa. A guy that learns Torah is Chayiv Misa. How do we know? Because of Torah says, Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe Moi Rasha. Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us the Torah as an inheritance. Lanu Moi Rasha. It's our inheritance. It's not their inheritance. Okay? So the guy may not learn Torah. So the question is, if a guy can't learn Torah, then they're more than Zayin Mitzvot Sveneinach. They're more than, than Shiva Mitzvot Sveneinach. There should be eight, eight Mitzvot Sveneinach. Can't steal, can't murder, can't commit adultery, and can't learn Dafyami. That should be a new one, right? Goyim can't go to the Dafyami. Says the Gemara, so why don't we count it? So the Gemara says, we do count it. Either, if you're going to say the reason why they can't learn Torah is because it's our inheritance, and it's not 
their inheritance, it's gazela, it's stealing. So if it's stealing, gazela is already on the list. Or if you want to read the Pasuk, the Gemara tells us that one is not permitted to learn Torah in the presence of an Am Ha'aretz. Why not? Because every Jew is considered married to the Torah, is an Arusa to the Torah. So if you learn, right? So we're all married to the Torah. If you learn the Torah, then you consummate the marriage, right? You're completing the deal. So if you learn Torah in the presence of an Am Ha'aretz, the Gemara says it's like Bayel Arusasei Bifanav. It's like living with somebody's Engagee. It's like living with someone's fiancé. Every Jew is engaged to the Torah, but if you don't actually learn it, you've never consummated the marriage. So therefore, there are those who read the Pasuk, Torah tziva lanu ma'isha, ma'irasha, not al-tikri ma'irasha, ela me'irasa. So the Torah is our wife. So for a guy to learn Torah, you know what that's called? It's called adultery. It's called adultery. So therefore, you want to know why one of the why we don't count learn, a guy learning Torah is one of the Zion mitzvahs enough. It's counted. A guy cannot commit adultery, and included in adultery is guy learning Torah. Okay. Then the Gemara asks, "What do you mean, Goyim can't learn Torah?" But Amir taught us that a guy who learns Torah is like a kohen gadol, right? Because it says, "Asher yasa oisam ha'adam v'chayvahem," and we know it doesn't say only kohenim could learn, only Levim could learn, only Yisraelim could learn. It says Adam. A guy is an Adam. So the Gemara says, yeah, a guy could learn Torah, but only the Torah of the Zion Mitzvah B'nai Noyach. So if a guy wants to spend like a whole year clearing Chakiros, and you know, and Ritzicha, you know, Rebchad the Machlikis, Rebchaim Brisker, and the Ksais HaChoshin, what's Ritzicha, you know, with all the Reb Shimon Shkop? He's allowed to do that. But this, right, if he wants to clear what exactly is Arias, he could spend, you know, set, or learn all the Yeshiva Shatara on Arias. Or cursing Hashem, if he wants to know what exactly it means to curse Hashem. Is it, is it a chalois curse? Is it a maise? You know, he could clear all the chakiras. But when it comes to the rest of the Torah, he is not allowed to learn Torah. That's the conclusion of the Gemara. A guy that learns Torah is chayiv misa. So what's the question? So what was Nayak doing learning Torah? A guy that learns Torah is chayiv misa. Okay. So this is the question of what we call the super commentaries on Rashi. Right? A super commentary is a commentary on a commentary. Rashi is a commentary? Why did you say Nachal was good? Why, he, what? Why did I say he was a guy? He wasn't a Jew. Right? You can either, either you're a guy or a Jew. It's one or the other. You can't be in between, right? There, there's no such thing as a Jew. Right? Well, Avram Avinu was the first Jew. So Anayach came before Avram Avinu. Anayach was a guy. Right? Anayach was a guy. If Anayach would have kept Shabbos, he would have been Chayiv Misa. Anayach was a good guy. So Anayach, he may have been a Tamim, he may have been a Tzaddik, but he was a, he was a guy. And if Anayach was a guy, how was he allowed to learn Torah? So this question is raised by the Gor Aryeh, the Maral. The Maral asks, how can Anayach learn Torah? A guy that learns Torah is Chayiv Misa. <coughs> Comes along the Sefer Levush Ha'ira. Who's Levush Ha'ira? The Levush. Mordechai Yaffa, one of the early Akronim, wrote a commentary on Rashi called Levush Ha'ira. Now, Mordechai Yaffa, being, being that his name was Mordechai, his favorite Pasuk was, O Mordechai Yatzel Mufnei HaMelech, Belvush, Machus, Chelas, Machor, Vateras, Ahav, G'dayla, Vesach, Rechbutz, Ve'agon, Ve'ir, Shushan, Tzala, Vesamecha. That's why... He named all of his commentaries after that pasuk. Levush Malchus, Levush Tcheles, 
Tsa'ir Shushan, Tsa'ala All of his commentaries come from that Pasuk. But he also has a commentary on Rashi called Levush Ha'ira. And he asks, how was Nayach allowed to learn Taira? He was a guy, a guy that learns Taira as Chayiv Misa. Says the Levush Ha'ira, it's a big problem. So it's not such a problem, you know why? Because Nayach was Tamim. What does it mean to be Tamim? Tamim means you have no blemish. And Arla, a foreskin, is a blemish. That means Nayach was born already gemalt. He was already circumcised. So since he was already circumcised, he's already, you know, like a ger, so he can learn Torah. A little bit of a difficult answer. I mean, just because he's born circumcised, he never converted. There's nothing to convert to. There's no Judaism. I mean, the, the reason a guy can't learn Torah, it doesn't matter if he has a milah, he doesn't have a milah. But that's what the Levush Ha'ira says. And he says, what are we going to do with Avram Avinu? Because we know Avram Avinu learned Torah before he had a milah. And what are we going to do with Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, right? There was a great Yeshiva called Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, right? It lasted for hundreds of years. What did they do there? Maybe they learned. Zion Mitzvahs for 400 years? I know some Yeshivas, they learned four blad and bal mitzvah a whole zman, right? But for 400 years? I mean, that's, you know, that's even slower. I'm not going to say then who, right? But uh, for 400 years, they learned Zion Mitzvahs Be'enoyach? I mean, you want to have a cycle. Every year they learn a different one. 400 years? So therefore the Vushara says you have to say there's some kind of side, some kind of secret going on, why they're able to learn Taira. But then he says, those who understand, understand, and those who don't understand, don't understand. So I guess we're among those who don't understand, right? But he doesn't really give a full answer how these people were allowed to learn Taira. Comes along the Maral, Maral says, what's the problem? Why Naich was allowed to learn Taira? Why is a guy not allowed to learn Tyra? Because either it's stealing or it's adultery. Why is it stealing? Because God gave us the Tyra. Why is it adultery? Because we married the Tyra. When did God give us the Tyra? When did we marry the Tyra? <laughs> At Harsinai. Before the Tyra was given, it wasn't our Yerusha yet. It wasn't our marriage partner yet. And therefore, says the Maral, there is no prohibition to learn, for a guy to learn Tyra. Before the Torah was given. But the Levush doesn't like that. Because the Levush says that when it comes to Bnei Noyach, there is no difference between before the Torah was given and after. Do we say Goyim are not allowed to kill only after the Torah was given and before the Torah was given, they're allowed to? Right? If a guy curses Hashem, he wasn't allowed to curse even before the Torah was given. A guy that kept Shabbos was Chayim Misa even before the Torah was given. So why, when it comes to learning Torah, would we say it was only prohibited for Goyim to learn Torah after the Torah was given? Okay, so what we'd like to do is to try to explore a new possibility, how Nayach was allowed to learn Torah. And uh, maybe we'll explain, we, everyone got the text today, right? The topic of the Shir was Torah on the internet. Right? Is that permitted? Are you allowed to make Torah accessible to Goyim? Is that Mutter? Is that Asr? So, well, is that permitted? Is that permitted? So there are two independent questions. Is a guy allowed to learn Tyra? And number two, are you allowed to teach a guy Tyra? Okay. So let's see the Rambam. If I would ask you at this point in the Shira, what's the reason why a guy is not allowed to learn Tyra? We'd say because he's taking our, our treasure. He's taking our belonging. Let's look at the Rambam. The Rambam says in Hilchos Malachim, Parak Yud Halachatas, Says the Rambam, Goy Sha'asak Chayiv Misa. A guy that learns Torah is Chayiv Misa. 
A guy is only allowed to learn about his seven mitzvahs. A guy that rests. Even during a weekday. A guy who on a Tuesday says, I am serving my God by resting on Tuesday. Certainly if he makes a whole festival out of that day, he's Chayiv Misa. So religions that create a day of rest because they believe that God wants them to rest on that day, not only are they not doing anything admirable, they're actually incurring Chayiv Misa. Okay. Why? So we would say, you know why guys not learn Torah? What do we say? Because it's stealing. The Rambam injects a new rationale to this mitzvah. Take a look at the Rambam. Here's the root of the matter. Here's the rule. We don't allow Goyim to innovate a new religion. And to do mitzvahs on their own. You know why Goyim are not allowed to learn Torah? Because they're inventing a new religion. Says the Rambam, there are only two religions in the world. Who knows what they are? There's Judaism. And the Noahite religion. That's it. There's Judaism. You want to be a Jew? You have to keep all 613 mitzvahs. You want to be a non-Jew? You keep seven mitzvahs. But what do you want to do? You want to be a non-Jew and keep seven mitzvahs plus Shabbos or plus Torah? That's called inventing a new religion. You can't invent a new religion. So the Rambam, look what the Rambam says. Ela oyi agert sedek, either be a righteous convert, v'yikabel kol ha-mitzvahs, and accept all the mitzvahs, o yamo b'taraso. Or, keep your Torah. V'lo yosef, but don't add, v'lo yigareh, don't take away. V'yamasak b'tarah, if you learn Torah. O yishavas, or you keep Shabbos. O yichidei shdavar, or you innovate anything in the religion. Makin oisai, we smack you. Yeah, we smack you. We punish you. We let you know that you're Chayiv Misa. But we won't kill you. Which is also something we have to discuss. I don't understand. Either you're Chayiv Misa or you're not Chayiv Misa. Why does the Rambam say you're Chayiv Misa but we don't kill you? I mean, what does that mean? But the Rambam is giving us a tremendous insight into why we don't allow Goyim to learn Torah. Rambam doesn't say one word about if the guy learns Torah, he's stealing our possession. The Rambam says for a guy to learn Torah, he's innovating a new religion. Because if he's supposed to be keeping the seven mitzvahs, and he wants to add a new religious practice called learning Torah, that's an innovation that's not allowed. Look in Halacha Yud. Then the Rambam says, Ben Noach Sharatza Lasos Mitzvah Mishar Mitzvah A guy that wants to perform a different mitzvah. Because he wants to get reward. We don't stop him. What? I don't understand. The Rambam just said in Halacha that if a guy wants to keep a mitzvah, we tell him he's Chayiv Misa, and we smack him, and we hit him, and we punish him. And then in Halacha Yud, the Rambam just says the exact opposite. That if a guy wants to do a mitzvah, yeah, we don't stop him. We don't stop him. We just send halacha test. We whack him. We smack him. We hit him. We basically threaten. We threaten. We're going to kill him, and we just stop short of not killing him. And then in halacha yud, what does he say? No, if a guy wants to do a mitzvah, no problem. You know, 
chill out, let him do it. How do I know that? The Rambam contradicts himself. In Halacha test, the Rambam says, a guy that wants to learn Torah, what do we do? We smack him, we whack him. And in Halacha Yud, the Rambam says, we don't stop him. Be different to the mitzvah. So comes along the Sefer Aravram by Rabbi Avram Gorowitz. And the Aravram says like this, Look at number nine for a minute. Rabbi Avram Gorowitz wants, Rabbi Avram Gorowitz is the Rosh Hashiva in Gateshead, and he wants to advance a tremendous chiddush, a very novel idea. And Rabbi Avram Gorowitz wants to say that if a guy wants to learn Taira because he thinks Hashem commanded him to learn Taira, what's the halacha? He's of Misa. But what if a guy says, I don't want to learn Taira because I think Hashem commanded me. I know God never commanded me to learn Torah. But if God commanded Jews to learn Torah, then obviously it's a worthwhile endeavor. Obviously it's an admirable type of activity. So I want to do it because I want to get reward for it. But I don't want to be rewarded like someone who's obligated to learn Torah. I want to be rewarded like someone who's not obligated to learn Torah. Says Rabbi Avram Gorowitz, in that situation, it should be permitted for a guy to learn Torah. And that's the difference between Halacha Tes and Halacha Yud. In Halacha Tes, the Ramam's talking about a guy who wants to learn Torah. Why? Because he feels that God commanded him to learn Torah. Ah, a guy who feels God commanded him to learn Torah. He's innovating a new religion. That's an innovative religion. God never commanded him to learn Torah. A guy who wants to learn Torah because God commanded him to learn Torah is Chayiv Misa. But what if a guy says, I know God never commanded me to learn Torah, but I'm going to learn anyway, you know why? Because I think it's a worthwhile religious type of activity. Then we allow such a guy to learn Torah. That's a halacha, that's the difference between halacha tes and halacha yud. In halacha tes, we're talking about goyim who want to learn Torah because they think they're commanded. That's innovating a new religion. God never commanded Goyim to learn Torah. But what if a guy wants to learn Torah because he thinks it's admirable? He thinks he's going to be rewarded? We'll let him do it. So therefore we could say, you know how Nayak was allowed to learn Torah? Because he didn't learn because he thought he was commanded to learn. He learned because he thought it was a good idea. The um, Nayak learned the Rambam. The Rambam in Halacha Yud seems to say that if a guy wants to do a mitzvah in order to receive reward, not because he's commanded, we don't stop him. That's the way Rabbi Avram Gorowitz learns the Rambam, which the Mechilas Kvoid Torasai think he's making a mistake. Because that's clearly not what the Rambam is saying. Because if you look carefully at the Rambam in the beginning of Halacha Yud, the Rambam starts off like this. Benoyach sherotza lasois mitzvah mishar mitzvahis hatayra. The Rambam says, if a guy wants to learn, do a mitzvah from the other mitzvahs. What are the other mitzvahs? What does he mean by that, the other mitzvahs? He means besides learning Taira and besides keeping Shabbos, what if a guy wants to do one of the other mitzvahs in the Taira? So then it depends. If the guy says, I'm going to put on tefillin, I'm going to sin the sukkah, because I'm commanded to, we don't let him. If the guy says, I'm going to put on tefillin, I'm going to sin the sukkah, because I think it's a good thing to do, even though I'm not commanded to, that's where the Rambam says he's allowed to do it. 
But when it comes to Torah, when it comes to Shabbos, even if the guy thinks that he's not commanded to do it, but it's a good thing to do, the Rambam says very clearly, he's Chayav Misa, no question about it. The Rambam makes a distinction between Shabbos, Torah, and other mitzvahs. Halacha Yud is talking about other mitzvahs. When it comes to other mitzvahs, if the guy does it because he thinks he's going to get reward, so then we don't stop him. If he thinks he's commanded, we do stop him. Halacha Tess is talking specifically about Torah. When it comes to Torah, when it comes to Shabbos, then we don't let a guy keep learn Torah or keep Shabbos under any circumstance, even if he thinks he's not commanded. We don't let him do that. And Rav Oy said, this is not how I read the Rambam. The Hartzvi says very clearly, if you look at number 13, you can look on your own. The Hartzvi says very clearly, when the Rambam says Shar Mitzvah, he means besides Torah and besides Shabbos. You know why? Because other mitzvahs, you know, they don't necessarily represent the special bond we have between us and Hashem. They're mitzvahs Hashem commanded us. So if a guy says that he's commanded, then he's a robber, then he's stealing. If he just says, you know, it's a good thing to do, we're not going to stop him. But Shabbos, which is the ice between us and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it comes to Torah, which is the bris between Hashem and Klal Yisrael, it doesn't matter what the guy has in mind, that he's commanded, he's not commanded, it would be prohibited for a guy to learn Torah. And I believe that's, that's very clear what the Ramam is saying. Not sure what Rabbi Avram Gorowitz is trying to uh, be mechadish, but nevertheless, the Ramam is very clear. Let's just get what the Ramam is saying. This is a simple explanation of the Ramam. When it comes to Shabbos, when it comes to Torah, a guy, I don't care what he's thinking, he could be thinking God commanded him to do it. He could be thinking God didn't command him to do it. If he thinks he is serving Hashem in any shape or form, by learning Torah, keeping Shabbos, he's Chayv Misa. By other mitzvahs, the Ramam says, that if the guy thinks that he's not commanded, but he wants to do it because it's a good thing to do, we're not going to stop him. So therefore we're still stuck. How was Noach allowed to learn Torah? So, comes along Rabbi Yaakov Yechiel Weinberg, the Sridei Eish. Sridei Eish was one of the uh, very great contemporary Paiskim, who was innovative in uh, providing certain ways and means for Jewish people in uh, the modern era to deal with the challenges of society. The Sridei Eish gives us one opening to understand how a guy could learn Torah. And this is similar to what Rabbi Ram Goritz was saying, but I think this fits into the Rambam much better. Again, the Rambam added what we call an editorial comment. When the Rambam brought down the halacha that a guy is not allowed to learn Torah, the Rambam provided a rationale. What's the rationale? That if a guy is going to learn Torah, that's an innovative religion. Right? The Rambam didn't have to say anything. We would have understood on our own why a guy is not allowed to learn Torah. He's stealing. The Rambam says, no, for a guy to learn Torah, he's, he's innovating a religion. It doesn't matter if he thinks he was commanded. It doesn't matter if he thinks, even if he wasn't commanded, if he thinks this is a noble religious activity, even though he's not obligated to do it, that's an innovation of religion. Because for a guy to learn Torah, it is not a noble religious activity. But says the Sri Deyesh, if the whole reason Goyim are not allowed to learn Torah is because it's an innovation in religion, what if you have a guy... A guy he wants to learn Gemara because he feels it's going to sharpen his mind. It's intellectually stimulating. He wants to learn about ancient Jewish civilization, right? Recently, um, South Korea sent a delegation to a yeshiva called Lakewood. 
And they came in with their cameras and they took pictures, how the students analyzed the Gemara, the Shakla Vatai. Why? Because they want to bring it back and put it into the curriculum in South Korea, right? Because they also want to be smart like Jews, right? They, so for the South Koreans to learn Gemara because they feel it sharpens their mind, not because they feel it's a noble religious activity. They learn it from what Rabbi Yaakov Yichiel Weinberg calls. He says, Me'avas Chachma. They learn about Talmudic jurisprudence. They learn about the ancient Aztec culture. They learn about how the Incas built their, I don't know what, right? Then it's part of uh, Middle Eastern culture. So that's not a problem. Or they want to understand Jews better. It's mutter. It's permitted. You know why? Because the Rambam says the reason Goyim are not allowed to learn Torah is because it's mechadesh das. It's an innovation in religion. But if they're not trying to innovate anything in religion, if it's merely intellectual gymnastics, it's mutter. Ah. So with this, we could come and answer a Taisvist's kasha. Okay, look at number 10. Taisvist's Masech de Chagiga. First you have to know what the Gemara says. The Gemara says in Masech de Chagiga, number 10, Amar Rabbi Ami, Ein moisrin devei tayra lo'evekechavim. You can't teach Torah to Goyim. Yeah? You want to, you meet a guy on the street, the guy is, you know, is in the RL, the guy is a guy, you know, you know, you're friendly with him, you schmooze with him, you say, why don't you come to my house on Monday nights? We'll learn, you know, we'll learn Gemara together. You can't do that. You can't teach Torah to Goyim. How do we know? The Pasuk says, Right? It says, Magid Devarav, Liyakov, Chukav Mishpatav, Yisrael, God taught the Torah Yaakov. Lo yasachem l'chol goy. Right? Mishpatim al yidam. Yeah. So that's what the Gemara says. Rabbi Ami said, we may not teach Torah to Goyim. Comes Taisvis. Taisvis says, what do we need Rabbi Ami for? Rabbi Ami could have stayed home that day. We need Rabbi Ami to tell me you can't teach Torah to Goyim? I have a question for you. Is a Goy allowed to eat Eber Menachai? No, he can't eat the, right, the living thing. Are you allowed to pass a, a, a live animal to a guy if you know he's going to eat it? No, why? So you can't cause a blind person to stumble. You can't cause someone to sin. So ask Toysvis, if a guy is not allowed to learn Torah anyway, like the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, a guy that learns Torah is Chayim Misa, so of course you can't teach him Torah, you know why? Right? You can't, could you give a Nazar a bottle of wine? No. Could you cause anyone, are you allowed to tell someone Lashon Haaretz? Let's not either. So ask Toysvist, if anyway a guy is not allowed to learn, what do we need Rav Ami to teach me that you're not allowed to teach a guy Torah? Of course you can't teach a guy Torah. It's L'fnei Iver L'Sitei Merchal. So says Rav Avram Gorowitz, and says the Sri Deyesh, but if a guy is permitted to learn Torah out of intellectual curiosity, so then not every instance is a guy not allowed to learn Torah. Some cases he's allowed to learn Torah. Comes Ravami. And Ravami says, even in situations where a guy is allowed to learn Torah, you can't teach it to him. So that would come out of tremendous chiddush. Let's say, you know, they instituted a Talmud class in college. And it's uh, in some place where there's no Yidin in the class. And they want to hire, you know, some rabbi to give the course. And, you know... He's comparing the salary that he gets in the yeshiva to the salary he would get in the college. And he wants to take the job. But the only thing is, the Gemara says you can't teach Torah to Goyim. 
but, but what do you mean? The three day age said, but a guy is allowed to learn Torah out of intellectual curiosity. No, 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 no. He's allowed to learn, but you can't teach it to him. He wants to buy the art school Gemara and harvan on it on his own, no problem. You can't be his Rebbe under any circumstance. So basically it comes out two halachas. Okay, halacha A guy can't learn Torah. The Sri Deyesh says that a guy who's learning Torah for intellectual stimulation may learn, but you can't teach it to him. Okay? You can't teach him the Torah. So here's the question. So how could anybody ever convert? How could any guy ever convert? Right? While he's a guy, he's now to learn. So who's going to teach him the Torah? What? Yisra? The internet. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to teach it to him? So comes along the Bereshava. Bereshava was Rabbi Yisachar Ber Eilenberg, one of the early, early Achorin. He was born in 1550. He was a Talmud of the Lavush. We mentioned the Lavush. He was a Talmud of the Sma. And he was a Rebbe of someone we mentioned the night of Shemini Hatzaras, Rabbi Zarya Figo, the Bino Itim. And the Be'er Sheva wants to know like this. He looked through the entire Shulchan Arach, and it's not brought down anywhere in Shulchan Arach that you can't teach Torah to Gayim. He looked through the entire Rambam. The Rambam does not say anywhere you can't teach Torah to Gayim. Why not? So says the Be'er Sheva, you know why? Because we don't paskin like Rabbi Ami. Rabbi Ami's opinion was you can't teach Torah to Gayim. But obviously, we don't agree with Rabbi Ami. How do we know we don't agree with Rabbi Ami? So he brings a few rayas. I'll tell you one of them. Says the Be'er Shava, I'll bring you a raya from Shas. You're allowed to teach Torah to Goyim. Now listen to what he says. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down with the Luchais. He sees Klai Yisrael serving Me'egel. What does he do with the Luchais? He breaks them. What does Hashem say? Yashur Koychacha. Says the Gemara, Moshe did it on his own and God gave his Haskama. So the Gemara says, Where did, why did Moshe break it? Moshe made a Kabbalah What was the Kabbalah mm-hmm. A guy who doesn't have a bris milah, could he eat the carbon Pesach? No. no, he can't eat it. Right? He's, he's, he's a mumar. So if you can, someone who's a mumar can't even do one mitzvah. So certainly someone who's a mumar for the whole Torah can't keep any of the mitzvahs. Now let I learn Torah. So therefore Moshe took the Torah and he broke it. <coughs> says, ask Taisus, okay, that's a beautiful Kavachimer. Why are we saying Moshe acted on his own? A Kavachimer is not an independent logic, it's a Torah logic. This should be what Hashem wanted him to do. Why are we saying Moshe acted on his own and Hashem gave him a Haskama? This should be called Moshe acted based on the will of Hashem. Says Taisus, this is not a good Kavachimer. You know why? Because there's a special thing a Mumar can't eat Karbanais. But when it comes to learning Torah, maybe a Mumar can learn Torah. Says the Be'er Sheva, if a, you could teach Torah to a Jew who's a Mumar, then you could teach Torah to a guy, because they're all the same. A Jew who's Mechal Shabbos and a guy, we're not making any distinctions between them. And therefore, if, what we're, if Tosis is coming out, you could teach Torah to a Yisrael Mumar, it must be you could teach Torah to a guy. Okay? This raya is not simple. We're not going to get into it. But the Be'er Sheva's conclusion is, even though the Gemara says in Masech the Chagiga and Daf Yud Gimel that you're not to teach Torah to a guy, guess what? We don't paskin like that Gemara. That Gemara is not a liba de Hilchasa. We paskin, you're allowed to teach Torah to a guy. So now the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we paskin like the Be'er Sheva? 
Be'er Sheva says, we don't paskin like the Gemara. Because the Ramam doesn't bring it down, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't bring it down. The question is, do we paskin like the Be'er Sheva? So comes along one of the great contemporary paskin, the Shevet Halevi. Who's the Shevet Halevi? Of Shmuel Halevi Vazner of B'nai Brak, one of the great contemporary Paiskim who was alive today, one of the Paiske Hadar, and he received the following question. And the question was, the question came to him from Lutzern. Where's that? Switzerland. Switzerland. And in Switzerland they were having all these uh, conferences with uh, rabbis and priests where they were getting together to learn in this, under the same uh, auspices where they would learn from priests the Christian theology, and they would bring in rabbis to lecture about Talmud to the Jews and the, and the Christians, and they're asking Rav Vazner, what does he have to say about this, you know, this academy? So first of all, Rav Vazner says like this. Besides the fact this is a tremendous chil Hashem for Jews and Goyim to learn together, we don't do that. You want to learn Torah? Learn it on your own. You don't learn Torah together with non-Jews. Not, not proper, it's a chil Hashem. And we'll talk about that. But he quotes, he quotes from uh, a Sefer Kadmon by the name of Hayashar Mekendi, okay? That the downfall of Italian Jewry was because the great Talmudic scholars of Italy learned together with Goyim. Says the Shevet Alevi, anyone who knows anything about Jewish history will know the greatest obstacle, the greatest pitfall in our history is when we get together with Goyim to study together. Okay. But says the Shevet Alevi, the Gemara tells us in the Sechta Babakana, listen carefully, that the Chachamim sent two officials to learn Torah from the Chachamim. That's what the Gemara tells us. And they learned with the Chachamim. They chazered, they chazered a third time. And Taisus asks, how are the Chachamim allowed to teach them Torah? But the Gemara tells us in Masech the Chagiga, you're not allowed to teach Torah to the Goyim. Answers Tysus. It must be that their lives were on the line. It must be it was dangerous for their lives not to teach them. It must be these officials came with guns and they said, if you don't teach us, we're going to put a bullet through your head. That's how they taught them Torah. So what do you see from this Tysus? That what if Goyim come and say, teach us Torah, let's make peace and harmony. Are you allowed to teach them? No. What if the Goyim say, it will be good for public relations. Are you allowed to teach them? Yeah. It's Aser. The only heter to teach Goyim Torah is what? If they're going to kill you. But if they're not going to kill you, you're not allowed to teach them Torah. And the Marshal says, we see from here, Halacha Lamaisa, it is prohibited to teach a guy Torah. I, the Be'er Sheva, says we don't paskin that way. Says the Sheva Levi, we don't paskin like the Be'er Sheva. All the Achrayim disagree with him. There's not even one Paisek that agrees with the Be'er Sheva. And therefore, Halacha one may not teach a guy Torah. And we pointed out, even in situations where the guy is allowed to learn himself, because he's intellectually stimulated, and he's challenged, and he wants to sharpen his mind. And, you know, Sunday he does the jigsaw puzzle, Monday he does, you know, trivia, and Tuesday he does Gemara Baba Basra, you can't teach him. You can't teach him. What? Yeah, you don't have to give up your life not to teach him, but you're not allowed to teach him. The Be'er Shava, we don't hold like the Be'er Shava. 
Aye, we'll just skip for a moment. The Rabdovitzvi Hoffman brings down that the Sepharno, Rabbavadya Sepharno, one of the great Rishonim, learned together with Goyim. And by the way, this is the classic argument. Why can't I do this? Didn't the Rambam do this? Right? Didn't the Ramban? Right? People like to invoke things that Gedolim did right, 1,500 years or 1,000 years ago. First of all, says Adot Happen, the fact that the Sparno learned Torah together with Goyim, he did it to save Kla Yisrael. And then he says, and the other Gedolim of his era screamed out that he was wrong. So was he allowed to do it? Of course. He was much greater than we are. We can't investigate and challenge what he did. But it doesn't mean we're allowed to do that. Halacha l'maysa, you're not a teacher of Torah. You can't learn Torah in company of Goy. Okay. So here's the problem. If you can't teach a guy Torah, so how is a guy going to ever convert? Who's going to teach him? Who's going to teach him? Uh, a guy who learned Shas because he was intellectually stimulated, but he's still, I mean, who's going to teach him? So we have a famous Gemara, Masech the Shabbos. The Gemara tells us about a guy, he was uh, passing by, and he overheard that a Kayin Gadol the, the eight garments of the Kayin Gadol, right? The special hat, the chayshan, the eifoy, the me'il. And he says to him, who gets to wear this? And they tell him, Kayin Gadol. So he comes, he says, I want to be a, uh, again, I want to be a righteous convert. So he comes to Shammai, Shammai smacks him up, right? Says, the says, Tochfei ba'amas habinyin, right? He took the two by four and he whacked him. Hillel, Hillel said, no problem. You want to convert because you want to be the Kohen Gadol? No problem. Here's the thing, though. You need to know, if you want to be the Kohen Gadol, you've got to learn the halachas of how to act like a Kohen Gadol. You need to learn all the details. So he went and he learned, and he gets up to the Pasuk that says what? That if a non-Kohen enters the base of Mikdash, he's Chayim Misa, and then he decided he's going to be a righteous convert. Comes along the Marsha. Very important, listen to this. Marsha asks on this Gemara, wait, wait a second, what's going on over here? This is in number... 17. 17, thank you. The Masha asks, what happened first? Did Hillel convert him? If Hillel just met a guy, right? A guy comes to Hillel and says, Hillel, I want to convert on condition that I should be the Kohen Gadol. That's like a guy coming, you know, a guy, an illegal alien, right? He comes right off the truck from Mexico, right? Through the desert, he jumps out of the truck and he, you know, he, see, he hears there's something called a debate. There's something called the President of the United States. He says, I will be a citizen of the United States on condition that I will be the next president, right? I, even Obama wouldn't let him become a citizen, right? Right? Right there. So what, what's going on? How could Hillel convert this guy on condition he would be the Kain Gadol? But that's converting for an ulterior motive. You can't convert um, for ulterior motives. So therefore, the Marsha says, it must be what? That Hillel converted him later on. First, Hillel taught him Tyra, and then Hillel understood he was a sincere convert, and then Hillel converted him. Ask the Marsha if Hillel converted him only after he learned Tyra. How was Hillel allowed to teach him Tyra? Says the Marsha, tremendous Chadesh, that even though you're now to teach a guy Tyra, if he's going to convert, you're allowed to teach him Tyra. What's the logic of that? Very simple. I mean, 
Why is the guy not allowed to learn Torah? Because he's stealing our Yerusha, he's stealing our inheritance. But if tomorrow morning he's going to have to wake up in the morning and watch Nagel Vasar, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Learn, uh, you know, the second he wakes up, the second he jumps out of the mikvah, he's supposed to learn Kala Terakula? He's not stealing our inheritance by learning the Torah beforehand. He needs to learn to know what to do. So the Paradise Yosef said, that's also why Noach was allowed to learn Torah. Because since Noach knew that God was going to command him to bring the Karbanos, so he needed to know how to listen to Hashem. Because if Noach is not going to bring the correct Karbanos, so Ben Noach that doesn't fulfill what Hashem commands him, is Chayim Misa. So the same way the Marsha says that a convert is allowed to learn even before he converts, so Noach was allowed to learn in order to keep the Dvar Hashem. One second, let me, let me finish up. Yeah? No, no, we can't. We don't want them to balashma. We don't want that. We say, go fly a kite. Go keep your seven ochai laws. We don't want converts. We're not, we don't, we, dis, we uh, discard them. Does everyone agree with this marsha that a person who's converting, you're allowed to teach him Torah? No. No. Rebbe Kiva Eger in a tshuva, in Simon Memalef, he got a letter from his son-in-law. Listen to this. His son-in-law said, somebody came to me, he wants me to convert them. He wants me to convert him. But the only thing is, it's against the law. In the locale where the son-in-law Rabbi Kivager lived, it was against the law to convert people to Judaism. So Rabbi Kivager says, so then don't convert him. You're not to break the law. Do you have to listen to the king? We don't break the... If the king says we don't convert, we have to listen to him. So then his son-in-law asks, okay, I'm not going to convert him. But it's legal to move to a different locale and convert over there. So am I allowed to teach him Torah here so that he could then move to a different locale and learn and, and convert over there? Says Rabbi Kivager, the Marsha would tell you what? Yes! But Rabbi Kivager said, when I learned that Marsha, I argued on that Marsha. Because if you look in Masechta Yevamis, Taisvis asks, how could Hillel accept this convert? And Toysvah says <coughs> that Hillel was sure that if this convert would convert, eventually he would become sincere. So what Hillel did was not like the Marsha, that first he taught him and then he converted. Says Toysvah, first he converted and then he taught him Tyra. Says Rabbi Kivager, according to Toysvah, the Marsha is incorrect. According to Toysvah, you may not Teach a guy Torah even if he wants to convert. So you'll ask, according to Rabbi Kivager, how is a guy supposed to convert? I don't know. That's his issue. But we're not allowed to teach him. Rabbi Kivager concludes, you're not allowed to teach a guy Torah even if he's going to convert sincerely. He wants to learn about Torah, he has to do it on his own. You can't teach him. I don't think we paskin that way. I think we rely on the Marsha, but nevertheless, it is not unanimous. Not everyone says you can teach. Okay. So let's, give me a couple more minutes. Another possible reason why Noach was allowed to learn Torah is, remember the language of the Rambam? The Rambam says a guy who learns Torah is Chayiv Misa, but we don't kill him. What does that mean? He's Chayiv Misa, but we don't kill him. Does anybody know what is that symptomatic of? In Isr Durabanam. There are Isurei Durabana that you could be Chayiv Misa for, but Bezdin will not kill you for it. Minchas Chinuch says, it's clear from the Rambam, the Rambam understands that the Isur for a guy to learn Torah is only Midrabana. If that's the case, Noyach lived before the Rabbana. 
Lo'ayach lived before the Rabbanan put a restriction on Goyim from learning Tyra. Another reason how Noach was allowed to learn. Okay. So let's talk about the following question. This is very interesting. Somebody comes to Rav Moshe, finds him Zechotak and he says, Unfortunately, I have a brother-in-law that married a woman. She converted through reform. What do we call a woman who converts through reform conversion? A shiksa. Right? That's what we call her. She's not Jewish. Says Rav Moshe, what are you supposed to tell the guy? You're mechoyev to tell him he's married to a goya. And you're mechoyev to tell him he should divorce his wife. And even if you know he's not going to listen, at least he won't trick his future generations. Very interesting. And Moshe says that you should tell him straight out. And Moshe says, you want to see what he says? It's in number 23. But Moshe says, if you know someone who married someone with a reform conversion, he says... <laughs> If you could convince the guy to leave her, you have that obligation. And even if you can't, you still should tell him so that he should not trick himself and the rest of the family. Okay. But in any event, but here the guy says, I'm coming to my house for Pesach and I want to say over the Haggadah to my parents and I'm going to say over Avadam Ayinu Lafari B'Mitzrayim and I'm going to darshan I'm going to say all over all the Chsam Seifers on the Haggadah and who's going to be sitting listening there to all my drushes? This woman who converted with reform conversion and I'm going to be teaching her Torah. Am I allowed to talk and teach the Haggadah in her presence? So Rav Moshe says a very important Chiddush that the Yisra of teaching Torah to Goyim is only if your Kavana is to specifically teach to them. But if your kavanah is to teach to Jews, and it happens to be there's going to be a non-Jew present, you don't have to avoid her, you don't have to whisper, you could speak, you could tell it, you could tell it to whoever you need to, and the fact that there's a Goya over there, that is irrelevant, because you're not giving it over to her. She just <coughs> happens to be there. And with this, this really helps in a lot of very interesting cases. The Malamed Lahoyal, in number 24, of David C. Hoffman, talks about a case where you have... There was a, another individual in Europe who was married to a non-Jewish woman and he had a boy. Now the boy, what's the boy? Well, he's a guy. The only thing is, it was in a nice shtetl. All they had there was the chadarim. They had a cheder. And the father, what's he going to teach the kid? To be, you know, a kosher a Christian? He wants the kid to learn, you know, Gemara. So he sends him to the chetz. Now the principal doesn't know what to do. What am I going to do? To tell the father... You know, we don't want to teach the kid. He's going to get upset. He's going to get into a fight. It's going to create a whole stir. Oh. oh, so according to the Levush HaOira, he had a bris. But uh, it's not going to help because he's still not Jewish. According to Levush, that Noach had a bris and therefore he was let alone, maybe. Right? But that's also, it's a very difficult answer. So, what are, what are you going to do? So the Malam al says very, a number of very interesting things. He says, first of all, Goyim, you're allowed to teach them Nevi'im and Ksuvim. Why? Because by teaching them, they're going to hear that one day Mashiach is going to come and the Jews are going to reign supreme. It's good for Goyim to know that. Okay. Then he says, that's, uh, that's what he said, very interesting. Goyim, you can teach them the Vim soon. Then he says, you can't teach them the mitzvot in Chumash, but tell them about what happened to the Mitzrayim when they harmed us in Mitzrayim. Let Goyim know that when you harm Jews, you get big boils. Yeah, and all your water turns to blood and wild animals attack you. That's a good thing for Goyim to know. That's awesome. So you could teach them Nevi'im Ekstivim. You could teach them the stories of the Chumash. And when it comes to Gemara, you know, send the kid out for recess or something. 
and explain to the father, what do you want? Obviously this father is not a Shemar Shabbos. So you want the kid to learn that his father doesn't keep Shabbos as Chayv Misa. The kid's going to, who knows what he's going to do to the father if he learns <laughs> that, right? So therefore, take the kid out of the class for Gemara. But, says the Malamid Lahayal, what if you're not able to take the kid out of the class for the Gemara? You can't teach the rest of the class. Now, what would Rav Moshe say? Moshe would say, you could do it, right? As long as your kavan is to teach the Yidin, the fact that there's a guy there, that's not a problem. And then finally, we have a very interesting question that Rav Yaakov Yechiel Weinberg was asked from a rabbi in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And Rav Pinchas Taitz, who was the first person to put Torah on media, right? He gave a famous shir, Matzai Shabbos, on the radio. And he wanted to know, this was a big issue, is he allowed to teach Gemara on the radio? After all, they're going to be Goyim tuned in. Yeah, the shir was in Yiddish, Right? So yeah, right. Here, here's the problem. You can have a guy who has nothing better to do with his life than listen to Gemara in Yiddish, right? But nevertheless, what would Rav Moshe say? Of course you could do it. You're Mechavin to teach Torah to the Yiddish. The fact that some guy is going to be interested in hearing a Gemara shir in Yiddish, you know, that's not your problem. However, the Sri Deyesh, again, he says it would be permitted based on the rationale that the guy who's listening to the Gemara share, he's probably doing it for intellectual stimulation, and that would be permitted. So the same thing probably applies to putting Torah on other media sources. If it's made specifically, if it's catered to Jewish people, the fact that people are listening to Shiurim on Yom Kippur, they're probably not Jewish, that's not, you're not Mechavim, that the shirim should be for those people. Yeah. But again, this is a, a the going back to Noyach, right? Rashi says, Noyach learned Torah. Ay, <clears throat> Ben Noyach is not a learned Torah, he's Chayim Misa. So either you could say like the Gorari, it was before the Torah was given. Or you could say like the Levush he had a Mila. Or you could say like Rav Avram Gorowitz, that he learned as an Enemitzvah Or you could say like the Sri Deyesh, that he did it for intellectual stimulus. Or you could say like the Marsha, that he did it to be able to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. Or you could say that it's only in Yisr and this was before the rabbis came along. All in all, Noyach probably had a very good heter for learning Torah. Boys, have a wonderful evening.